Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to another episode of TV7's Times Observer. I'm Jonathan Hessen, and joining me all the way from Galilee, Israel, is my dear brother in Christ, Amir Tzalfati. Amir, how are you doing? Wonderful, Jonathan. Thank you. It's good to be with you again. It's good to have you back. We'll soon dive into the Word of God, into uh, your latest endeavors and what is happening across uh, our region. But before that, how about we open with prayer, and if you would yeah. honor us in doing so. No problem. Father, thank you so much that you are uh, the sovereign God. You you spoke and things are done, uh, were done, are done, and will be done. And there is nothing, nothing that is out of your control. We ask today, Father, that through this broadcast, uh, you will cause people's hearts to uh, get closer to you, to, to be encouraged and uplifted in these dark days. The days indeed are evil and we need to redeem our time. But Father, knowing that you are in full control, we thank you that uh, in you we can find our hope and our peace in this troublesome world. We thank you again for this opportunity to speak uh, words of encouragement to one another and to be sanctified by your word. And we ask that in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen, amen. Amir, you just returned to us uh, here in Israel from a trip to both uh, the United Arab Emirates as well as Europe. You visited uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, Austria. Uh, Correct. Revelation, obviously, you know this, but I am uh, Dutch. Uh, my mother is Dutch, and uh, I lived several years in the Netherlands. But uh, how was it? What What was the focus of your trip? What was the, the message that you carried with you uh, to all of those uh, people who came and, and wanted to hear what the Lord has to say? Well, I think that the message that I had on my heart is a message of hope and encouragement in these very dark days. I, I saw people that are bruised, they're beaten, they are uh, quite discouraged from what they see all around them. And, and honestly, you can see that they, they are longing for some hope and for some encouragement because uh, it's hard to find it when you look around you. So what I did, I just turned to the Word of God and to the reality that is often being hidden from us because of this uh, smoke screen of COVID and all the other nonsense that are, is going on around us. We, we oftentimes... Uh, fail to see God at work. And so, and this is why I think, Jonathan, that today's scriptures are uh, 100% fitting the this narrative that I try to uh, uh, bring to uh, the saints in Europe. By the way, uh, the saints in Europe are uh, a small group. Uh, Europe is becoming more and more secular and more and more uh, a liberal as we speak, it's not something new, but uh, those that are uh, trusting the Lord, uh, they are indeed on fire. And I am so, so encouraged myself. You know, I come to bless them and I come out of that place blessed myself. So Praise it was God. wonderful. Praise God. I'm very happy to hear that. You know, 
Europe. There are various European cultures. There is various uh, European nations and, and uh, ancient tribes that obviously emerged into uh, different uh, countries. But ultimately, when, when I describe Europe, <clears throat> excuse me, I always look at it uh, as nations who are neither black nor white. They're always uh, looking into um, finding their way throughout the various areas of, of this continent. Uh, nonetheless, when it comes to spirituality, that's a different story. That's where it becomes either black or white, uh, either uh, light or darkness, being able to see the clash on a spiritual level, uh, which is evident in so many places. People uh, in Finland today, um, a member of parliament who used to be the interior minister is standing trial for publishing a leaflet explaining that uh, the definition of a family is a man and uh, woman and, and one man and one woman and not all kind of theories around that. And uh, we see that within uh, the judicial systems of, of minorities. I don't see them as a, minor, a majority of minorities in Europe who were able to exploit loopholes and uh, a lack of vigilance to understand Even, that this is coming right. upon them. Yeah, Europe, in that case, Europe is definitely going the wrong direction. Uh, in fact, uh, yesterday uh, I was notified that in, in Norway, the uh, postal services in Norway uh, actually posted a, a video showing Santa Claus as a, a gay person that has a lover. And the reason why they did that is they use uh, this coming uh, um, Christmas as a way also to mention the 50th anniversary to equality uh, in, uh, in, in Norway. So their way to do that is to turn Santa Claus into a, a homosexual rather than that. So you, you see that all around. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing how it's being pushed and it's, it's, it's okay. And uh, I, I'm only thinking about the young little you know, children that uh, unlike our generation and the generation that is uh, older than us, they are now being indoctrinated in ways that uh, in our worst dreams we wouldn't even imagine. Well, poor St. Nicholas, who was remembered <laughs> for his legacy uh, going out of the northern parts of uh, uh at the time, today it's it's called Turkey, of course, but uh, the areas of Constantinople area in that time, uh, traveling to uh, preach the gospel and and serve the children, the orphans, and and the widows in accordance with the word of God. And today, deception is rampant and is trying to twist truth for the sake of of uh, um, preaching false false realities. And, and yeah. that is something that we're contending with on a daily basis, not only on a, uh, uh, the sphere no. of, of, you know, spirituality, but also on the physical, which is a translation of spirituality, I believe. The Bible, says, mean, that, the Bible says that not only that they, they reject the love of God that might save them, but they also take pleasure in unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. What we see now is it, the taking pleasure in unrighteousness. Indeed. Amir, how about we open with a psalm? Yes. We discussed this before. We'll go for Psalm 33, Teilim Lamed Gimel, 
Mm-hmm. And as we agreed, I'll, I'll start in Hebrew and then you'll follow up in English and also the word that you wanted to um, bring out of this psalm uh, mm-hmm. for our viewers around the world. So I will start Teilim Lamed Gimel, Ranenut Sadikim, Beadonai, Leesharim Nava Teila, Hodula Adonai Bekino, Benevel Asor, Zamrulo, Shirulo, Shir Hadash, Heitivun again Betrua, Kiashar Dvar Adonai, וכל מעשהו באמונה, אוהב צדקה ומשפט, חסד אדוני מלאה הארץ. בדבר אדוני שמיים נעשו, וברוח פיו כל צבעם. כונס כנגד, כנד מי הים, נותן באוצרות תהומות, יראו מאדוני כל הארץ, ממנו יגורו כל יושבי תבל. כי הוא אמר ויהי, הוא ציווה ויעמוד. אדוני הפיר עצת גויים, והנה, הני מחשבות עמים. עצת אדוני לעולם תעמוד, מחשבות ליבו לדור ודור, אשר הגוי אשר אדוני אלוהיו, העם בחר לנחלה לו. משמיים הביט אדוני רואה את כל בני האדם. ממכון שבטו הסגיח אל כל יושבי הארץ, היוצר יחד ליבם, המבין אל כל מעשיהם. אין המלך נושא ברב חיל, גיבור לא ינצל ברב כוח, שקר הסוס לתשועה, וברוב חילו לא ימלט. הנה עין אדוני, אל יראיו, למייחלים לחסדו, להציל ממוות נפשם, ולחיותם ברעב. נפשנו חיכית אדוני, חיכית אדוני, עזרנו ומנגנו הוא, כי בו ישמח ליבנו, כי בשם קדשו בטחנו. יהי חסדך אדוני עלינו, כאשר יכלנו לך. יכלנו לך. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. For the word of the Lord is right, and his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, 
the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their heart individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because he have, we have trusted in his holy name. And let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. Amen. And, uh, beautiful, Jonathan. We see so many amazing things there. But this, just uh, as I encourage our European brothers and sisters, there's so much that is going on around the world, but we must remember that God is in absolutely full control in the plans of God. And, you know, as Israelis, both of us, you know, can can attest that, that, that God is faithful to his word and to his promises to the nation of Israel. And although Israel is not perfect and they're still far away from him, he is faithful to his word and his promises. And during all of these almost two years of crazy, crazy pandemic, we can see that God is still in the business of gathering Israel from the four corners of the world and bringing them back. You know, over the past 2020, uh, we know that Jews came back from over 80 different countries to the land of Israel. Thousands of thousands of them continue to come all the way to this country. God is still in the business of fulfilling his promises. And, and again, Iran can make as many weapons as it wants. Iran actually is producing now more unmanned uh, aerial vehicles than any, any country on planet Earth compares to, you know, other countries that are way bigger than that. Yet, those weapons cannot save them. The Bible clearly says, says that a king cannot be delivered by his own military and his own strength. Horses can never bring you delivery. And, and it's important that we, we remember the end of it, that, that God sees everything. The eye of the Lord is on, on uh, you know, he's looking from heaven on all the inhabitants of the earth. He can see every single person. And then he says, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. So, you know, God cares for our hearts, for our souls. And even if people find that there's a lot of death around them, especially now with all that is going on, it's the soul of the person that God wants to save, because once we're out of this body to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If indeed we trust and believe in him, I want everybody to know that in these dark days and we were warned, these are the days are evil. The Bible says uh, in, uh, in, 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 in the book of Colossians, but, but I want to encourage everyone that God is is not taking a vacation. It's not like he he's not anymore on his throne. He is watching everyone, every single person on planet Earth. And what he wants is to see our heart. And 
do we trust him not just in the good times but mostly in these bad times and that is I think what we need to remind ourselves, he's in full control. He loves those who do justice and those who do righteousness. And that's who God is. And everything around us is just a smokescreen and some background noises. We need to stay on course. Indeed. And, uh, you know, when I, when I look at this, especially what you noted about those three sentences, uh, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul for, from death and to keep them alive in famine. In famine of what? Is it only yeah. food or is it also spirituality, which well, we in the West experience today? Absolutely. absolutely. The, the, the West is well fed, is actually too fed. It's so, The West is spoiled and rich in materialistically, yes, but but the, the West is, is in a way experiencing a, a great spiritual famine than the rest of the world because they trust their horses, they trust their military, they trust their systems, their culture, their money, they trust everything that is made by men and less and less they trust the Lord. That's why they want to change climate. They want to fix climate. They want to fix earth. They want to do everything themselves and they want to make a name for themselves. And this is exactly, by the way, Jonathan, the spirit of the Tower of Babel. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to reach with the tower up above and in a way replace God. And, and so there is the spirit of the world, of the prince of this world, unfortunately. And there's the spirit of God. And the children of God in this world may not be of this world, but we're still in this world. And we need this this contention, this, uh, this uh, amazing contrast between what we see around us and what is in us. And we must remember, he that is in us is greater than he that is in this world. Amen, amen. Amir, you obviously experienced uh, the military here during the 90s uh, and uh, uh, have seen shifts in reality on the ground. Uh, challenging times, uh, not uh, less challenging than today in many aspects, if we look at it from an Israeli perspective. But uh, also today, we look at the situation and, and we say to ourselves, okay, the, because of the corona, um, uh, the consequences of the corona, the ramifications thereof, especially the government-enacted restrictions, uh, which uh, uh, for the most part, I personally, I know this may be controversial to some people, but I think that the government is clueless. They don't really know how to handle it efficiently, and therefore they're act acting and uh, sometimes going overboard in order to deal with, with the ramifications, the health ramifications and uh, the economic ramifications that are not in balance right now. And there are going to be consequences to this. Uh, some countries are going to gain out of this uh, reality and other countries are going to deepen their losses. And sometimes those countries have been amongst the top OECD countries, the 34 most powerful countries, economically speaking, in the world. With that being said, the reason I refer to the military is, you know, if we establish an analogy to the reality at hand, experiencing the, the difficulties, the physical difficulties of going through physical obstacles that uh, demand a very heavy mental toll, uh, I remember on multiple occasions breaking down mentally 
with myself for a lapse of several moments in which I tell the Lord, uh, or I used to to pray and tell the Lord, Lord, help me out. I, I need your help to persevere, to reemerge from this situation. And, and um, whether it is during times of war or operations behind enemy lines or anywhere else, ultimately it comes down to that moment where you realize God is with me and, and he knows the best and I can continue strong forward. And regardless of the situation, even in the most difficult times that you find yourself in the military, you always realize that it is to believe without any hesitation in what right. you were taught that will allow you to operate in the most efficient way and will grant you the highest percentage to return home alive. And therefore, it is that blind faith in what you have learned, uh, a children's faith, if you will, in mm -hmm. being able to go against your instincts and just act in accordance with what you have been taught. I believe that the same goes for the Bible. The Bible teaches I, us very specifically of how to conduct our lives, how to act in this environment, and how to let God um, mm. work through you to really yeah. challenge the various uh, obstacles that are along the way. With that being said, it's not always easy. And what do you tell to those people who are experiencing day in, day out, not having sometimes rent to pay for their their residency uh, residence uh, wherever they may live. Sometimes they don't have enough food to to feed their families, and sometimes they're also in a situation where they are lonely. They they have nobody around them, and they're seeking out that community. But within today's reality, that's very difficult to do in many places. What do you yes. tell those people? First of all. Everything has to be brought to the right perspective. Uh, the West, as I said, including America and Western Europe and uh, other parts of the world, is very, very spoiled and rich. And for, for people to uh, to scale down their life, it's, it's going to be hard because once you give somebody a toy, a little boy a toy, it's hard to take it back. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at other countries that I often visit, such as uh, in the Philippines and also I've been to Indonesia and other places, and I see how much joy you can have while having so little. And so my point is sometimes, sometimes everything you have is the enemy of your soul because it, it, it is stopping you from trusting the Lord. I mean, Israel was born not when Israel was in the desert as much as when Israel entered the promised land. And that's what Joshua told him. Now, listen to me. You're entering a land that is full of great things, and I'm afraid you're going to uh, forsake the Lord. And as for me and my household, we will uh, obviously serve the Lord. But you see, we have to adjust our life to the reality of what we have around us. But we have to remember that in those difficulties, this is exactly when we meet the Lord. And this is exactly when we have the most amazing communion with the Lord. Because where is he? The Bible says that the, the Lord is always there with those with, with broken heart, those we need, those. I mean, this is where you, you know you cannot trust anything around you but God. And, and God never failed. Never failed mm -hmm. anyone at any given time. It's us 
who have a hard time adjusting our lives to what is around us. And it's hard for us to let go of the things we are used to. And uh, I'm saying I'm saying to people also, there's a lot of Christians that lately think that many of the coronavirus measurements are actually persecution of the church. And I always have to remind them that it's not exactly like that, because in, in reality, the whole world now is going through something. I mean, Jews, as well as Muslims, cannot attend their houses of worship as well when those restrictions are, are, are there. And we must remember that uh, there are Christians that meet every, every week on a different rooftop, in a different uh, hole in the wall, just because it's forbidden for them to even believe in Christ. So we have to always bring things to the right proportion when we look at others elsewhere around us. And, you know, when I go to a poor country and I see how they, how much they are okay with what they have and how, how much faith they have and, and joy they have, it, it just amazes me. Uh, and so I'm, I'm saying to myself, um, you know, we have to adjust ourselves and we have to remember that God is in full control. And, you know, it's hard to be in the boat when the sea is wild, but we are having the promise. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. He didn't say, let's try to go to the other side. For sure, we will make it to the other side. Yes, it's going to be stormy. But only Christ can calm the storms, even of our lives. Indeed, there are plenty of parables and, and situations that uh, are uh, spoken about in the Word of God regarding those storms. And not to forget, even if we're in a small boat within that storm in the Sea of Galilee, not far from your home, uh, focus on Jesus. And with one word, he will be able to settle that storm for your lives uh, back home. Uh, Amir, we're drawing near to the end of the program. We have approximately one minute. But I, I'd like, uh, if, if you may, in, in very shortly, what should we focus on for this next month? And how should we pray for each other, stand with each other uh, in light of uh, being in such a precarious time yet? Our eyes yes. on the Lord. I think the situation in this world is only going to get worse and worse, even though things might appear better. For example, the economic situation in Israel is better than most of the world right now. And, and we might even lean on that and trust that rather than the Lord. But what I want people to know is that we must bring it all the way down to the Lord, to Yeshua, and not to anything else. There is no hope in anything else. There is no name by which anyone can be saved but Christ, but Yeshua himself. And we must remember, just like Peter said in John chapter 6, where else, who can we go to? It is in you that there is Amen. the word of eternal life. Amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amir, thank you so very much for taking from your time to join us for today. Uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time. So uh, God bless you. I'm looking forward to our next program together. And I'd like also to take this opportunity to thank all of our viewers back home and pray for each other, pray for us here also in Israel. Uh, so we may reflect Christ through us to one another and also to our surroundings. God bless you. We will see you next time. Shalom. 
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.